Welcome everybody to RPG Cast. It is Saturday, May 10th, and this is episode 33. I've got a number of people here to talk to you today about the latest stuff going on in the world of RPGs. First off, President Michael Tidwell from RP Gamer. Good morning. Of course, we're all from RP Gamer, so I don't know why I said that, but I am your Just host, like Chris Privetier. Also, we have uh, Sean Cooper, Head of Interaction. Who has Maybe. nothing to say apparently this week, which is odd for Sean. You usually got like a twenty second quote for us. He's if sick. you insist, here's a quote. <laughs> Go to Oh thank you. You're welcome. Oh, that's wonderful. Can go censor that now. And then Anna Marie Newfeld, <laughs> a reviewer. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Yes. Alright, is everyone that... having a good week? No. Well don't sound like no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently, Sean is having an awful week. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Yes, I am. You must be sick. You don't say. Oh. I think. I think a good quote would be that death is less sickly than him right now. Death is less sickly than him right now. Ain't true. In, in, he quoted it. I have just been quoted. It must be true. Interesting. We've stopped recording again, haven't we? No. Why okay. do you say that? I don't know. It just always happens. It always. Happens. <laughs> we'll say something really good, and then. Well, thanks for <laughs> thanks for exposing the behind the scenes activities like that, Sean. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh boy. Yeah. You can edit that too. I can. What the coughing? Yeah. yeah great. Everything. We'll just Everything. start over. Yeah. So why don't we get into the news this morning, then? Uh, if nobody has any, any interesting anecdotes to share... I have lots of interesting anecdotes. He's Lucifer doing it. Man, but he's not willing to, so... No. He's, he's killing the personality of the show, Sean. You just, you're That's all right. destroying it. He needs to die. It does not need to die. All things need to die so that I alone will survive. Well, welcome to EmoCast with Sean Cooper, and... Um, <laughs> why don't you... You need to pick up The World Ends With You, I think. <laughs> no, I, I've seen it, and it has far too much skateboarding. <laughs> we can't approve. I'm sorry. We can't approve. All right. Well, he must be somewhat okay if he's still using the royal Wii. So, let's move on to our first story. Exceed is now 100% more marvelous. And ter- terrible yes. joke. It was awesome. <laughs> yes. So the. Exceed Games has announced that they're forming a party. A party? A party. Yes, that's in fact what it does say. They're, they're going to have party. a party in their pants and everybody's invited. Don't understand the terminology of our news story here. Um, <laughs> they're Okay, so they're going into joint ventures together with uh, Marvelous Entertainment, who are the... Pe- Marvelous Entertainment are the people who make things like... Somebody fill in the blanks for me here. You're assuming Harvest Moon, right? That's Marvelous Interactive. Hmm. Maybe thing? we've just written the story wrong. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Marvelous Entertainment. Yes, it's Marvelous Interactive that does Harvest Moon. I'm not the sure company, who Marvelous Entertainment is. They were actually Marvelous Interactive. Uh, they changed their name. They changed their name. Fantastic. So they are Marvelous after all. So, Exceed is merged with the people. me for no reason. So, well, <laughs> hey, I was confused. And I thought maybe... Uh, we're well, using whatever. the pre-2003 name in our story, because we're retro. Well, what are they now? Are now interactive? Yep. Okay. Yes. 
So, good job. We are we have a retro news story for you on the site. Thank you. Well, hey, we just read the press release. The press release said entertainment. So, what do you want from us? Well, then that's not the pre two thousand three name. Maybe it's their U.S. It counter. It is though. That's the sad part. Until March thirty first two thousand three, the company was known as Marvelous Entertainment, though the name was changed to reflect the acquisition of Victor Interactive in two thousand two. Blah blah blah. Harvest Moon, Rising Star, <laughs> etc. Thank you. Acquire you. If you, you go you to mmv.co.jp, they still list themselves as Marvelous Entertainment Incorporated. Maybe they or, got rid of the- I believe what's going on here is that the gaming subdivision of Marvelous Entertainment is Marvelous Interactive. That may be the case. That would make sense, yeah. I still think it's funny that you're going to acquire a company and it's called Victor Interactive. And he says, well, we'll keep the interactive part, but Victor's got to <laughs> go. Yeah, the- they even have the same <laughs> logo. It's just MMV and MMV and... One is interactive, one is entertainment. So that's that's what it looks like. So regardless, they're teaming up with the Harvest Moon type people, and the first joint project is Valhalla Knights 2 for the PSP. These are the River King people, the fishing RPG people. Yes, yes. yes. and Harvest Moon, and also and Harvest Moon. And also I, I'm, I'm ju- I was just using yep. the game people actually played, sorry. Bubble Bobble Evolution. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. That must Bubble be good. I would like to forget that. They, there's also Luminous Arc. They did Luminous Arc. Mm-hmm. And Rune Factory. And uh, the, the Factory one strategy is game. Ease strategy. Rune yes, Factory is. is a Harvest Moon game, though. Mm-hmm. It is. So there you go. And Better. look Don't forward forget. to Cross Seed, or, or excuse me, X Seed games. <laughs> when I say Cross Seed, <laughs> they trade me well. <laughs> look forward to more Cross Seed and Marvelous Interactive partnerships. Well, my favorite was. Gaku and Utopi Manabi Straight Kira Kira Star Happy Festa, which I've I've always found. You're just reading names off a list you found on Wikipedia, aren't you? Yeah, I am. That is awful. Why don't we move That's on? Awesome, you t- you games like that over here. I want to play Final Fantasy Kira Kira Star Happy Festa. Oh my. That, that I might actually pre-order that one yeah. if it comes out. Why don't you put your efforts towards writing a story for the new contest Atlas is holding instead? What contest is this? The one for... Well, I'm glad you asked, Sean. <laughs> Entry in Odyssey 2, Heroes of Lagarde, coming to the DSN June 17th, is being precipitated by a contest on Atlas's site where you can... Well, what is the contest? To expand on... <laughs> I can't understand this contest. Why don't I just read it verbatim? I'm sorry, people. The contest, Storytellers of Lagarde, gives fans an opportunity to expand on a single-thread narrative, weaving together a creative story based on the Etrian Odyssey world. For a full list of contest guidelines, check your local listings. No, check out Atlas's official Storytellers of Lagarde thread at Atlas USA. So come to our website, hit the link for that. You can go build, basically write a story about Etrian Odyssey to try and win a copy of Etrian Odyssey's 2's soundtrack. Which is a three disc soundtrack. Odyssey's twos. Etrian Odyssey twos. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm what surprised a DS think. game has a three Bro. disc soundtrack. I am surprised too. But Etrian Odyssey has such a good soundtrack. <laughs> but wait, there's more. You can even join Etrian Odyssey twos Facebook page because <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna go friend it right now. Why don't they have a Twitter account on top of that? Myself off a cliff. That's <laughs> but it's a Facebook page. Sweet, it has. It has artwork on the top of the page. This is awesome. Maybe they'll release something. Etrian Odyssey 2, founded June 17, 2008. They have a foundation date in the future. Yes. I didn't know you can even do that. I'm sure they asked. You can join the Atlas Facebook. 
excuse me, the join the Atlas faithful, join the Atlas faithful mailing faithful. list. This is great. Faithful. Yes. Faithful. It's like you can go They're and opt into a bunch of spam, but hey, it's about Atlas stuff. So it is stuff you care about, I guess. So. Yeah. If you like Atlas games. If you like Atlas games, yeah. That's interesting. I haven't followed any companies on Facebook before, so I don't know that so I really like, want to, know? but that's interesting. You uh, could probably not, a fan. unless I can attack them with my dragon on Facebook. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if I could do that, that would make it more interesting. I love that Facebook Dragons application. I need to attack you soon. Yes, you do. Except we're not in the same weight class. You need to go up a little we bit. We are. Closer. I've been eating. Oh, okay. You don't don't go too high. Oh, no. Uh, Actually, I, I, it turns out it's not going to matter because we were in the same weight class, but I was still so far below you, I couldn't attack you. Yeah, I don't understand that. I think there's actually more weight classes than people understand or that, that than that they have documented. So Probably. Oh, well. Maybe. There, all right. Anyway, so back to more strange <laughs> applications of acronyms with the letter X in them. Compile Hearts, a Japanese developer, has announced a RPG called Cross Edge, um, or X Edge, as you might see it listed in some places. And this is a great one because it is a collaborative effort between Idea Factory, Gust, Capcom, and Nipponichi. And Idea Factory, That's... Gust, and Nipponichi are... The creators Which, of games, we see basically anything put out by NISA USA, NIS USA, pretty much from one of those developers, and then Capcom as well. So you, it's a crossover type game. <laughs> so you get people from Dark Darkstalkers, Artonelico, Disgaea, Spectral Souls, and Manichemia. Which sucks, because that basically guarantees we are never going to see it. <laughs> never, ever, ever going to see it. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Oh, Oh, well, why don't you ask them next week when you're up talking I've to Nisa? I've already asked them. All right. Well, they said they're thinking about it. They're thinking about it. Ooh, really? Heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Or That's maybe last. I think first. Or maybe last. Hopefully no, first. They, they Usually when I talk to her, um, I announce things that happened in Japan, and she's like, oh, we'll have to go check that out. But I asked her <laughs> wait, about wait, this, wait, and wait, she's wait. like... You inform her of what happened in Japan? Yes, because how it you know when they contact the American side when the American side needs to know. So if they're not up to date on the second, you know, the Famitsu comes out, yes, but, and everybody's like, but then ooh, they ooh. they should know what their own company's doing. Chris, right. In general, you don't though. All right. What? Anna? I mean, that's that, that's very typical. Mm. I mean, so yeah, I they told, need some people uh, on NeoGaf in their company is what they need. I mean, <laughs> I even told Aram that you know if they were gonna like. Aram would be from that Atlas. It wasn't FES. Yes, that it wasn't FES. They shouldn't name the advertisement Persona Three FES. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, SWF or whatever." I'm I'm gonna go look into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they come back and say, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "What you told me to do." <laughs> that was funny. Yes, they thought we they thought we had intentionally named it that. And I says, "This comes from your server, not my server. I didn't get to name this." <laughs> and then they funny. had egg on their face. But yes, no, it's very common. I mean, you'll you'll talk to companies all the time, and they're like, oh, did we announce that? I didn't know that was coming out yet. Yeah, I mean, they know about it, but usually they're like, they're surprised that we know about it. <laughs> but this had already been in discussion. Okay. Well, hopefully so hopefully it'll come to pass, and you'll go bug them about it next week when you're out at our Run to the Sun event, which is basically RP Gamer going to California and going to see a bunch of companies that everybody, I'm sure, who listens to this podcast would love to have the chance to go and see. So, yeah, we get to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to um, anything in this Okay, story. you're right. I'm jealous of you is what it really is. So, you get to go to yeah. E3, be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right. So the companies you're going to see are Atlas USA, Blizzard, K2, um, NIS America, Square Enix, and Xseed. Um, a- and Axis. Axis. Excuse me. Don't want to forget Axis. And we are going to ask them whatever questions look good that you submit to us on the forums as well as whatever else we can think of and we're going to try and we're going to try and you know hound on them to get some new game announcements see if we can get it disgaea ds just like last year nis basically broke the story about disgaea ds to us hopefully they will do something similar this year but yeah, we knows? had to double check that because we're like, did you just did you mean say to do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. And she's like, no, it's okay. Nice. So yeah. So hopefully we will have some more awesome news for you this next week. We're gonna try and do at least one or two podcasts from the people while they're on the road. We'll see how that works out. Um, at the very least, we'll have a nice roundup podcast at, after the end of the event, and we'll see what happens. Stay posted on our feed. It'll just be on the normal podcast feed. So if you're already subscribed to RPG Cast, you'll get whatever we do from that event as well. Speaking of an excitement, Earthbound was raided and is coming to the virtual console. We kind of talked about this last week, right? And a little bit. Basically, it's been more confirmed now. Or at least the rest of the gaming world has, has put up stories about it, and Nintendo hasn't come out and explicitly denied it. So, Which is usually yeah, like, what they do. So. Th- this is the thing, though, is that, you know, there's a lot of things that have been raided for the virtual console that never came out. Like, I was super super excited when Super Mario RPG was rated for the for the virtual console. Yep. And I'm still waiting. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see when it actually comes out. Was that actually I didn't realize that was rated as well because that's sad if that still doesn't come out. 2006 or 7. What? Late 2006 or early 2007. You mean um, like a month after it, the console came out it was rated for the consoles released? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, someone actually gave a specific date in the thread. <laughs> I, I can't lie. find it on the game ratings. If it's not on the site now, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, it's not coming up. They weren't using, you know, this was have been before this site was up or something. So things were working differently then. Oh, well. I think that I think the Earthbound one will come to pass. I think it's pretty much guaranteed. They'll see when they choose to drop it. But speaking of other games that are coming out soon, Penny Arcade Adventures has gone gold. And okay. So that I'm means actually, that's coming out soon. I'm actually kind of interested in that, but I'm really cautiously interested in it because I occasionally read the Penny Arcade comic, but I'm not like, <clears throat> oh my god, this is totally awesome. Yeah, it looks like it could be good. Um, you know, kind of a looking like a traditional RPG battle system and stuff and good artwork, obviously, and see how it turns out. I don't like episodic content. It's just... That's a real turnoff for me. Okay, you should. They should. I mean, I just think a whole game would be better. Well, it's one of those things. Well, you know, they've done this. Developers like this have done the same thing with like Sam and Max, and they're going to do it with this. The um, what is it? The strong bad guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Strong bad actually, and yeah, it's the type of thing that what they did with Sam and Max is after they got through a series of episodes, they just bundled them up into one big package, so you could just buy it all at once for a discount. So um, you can just wait. Is that we all play MMOs here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Michael, when Final Fantasy XI releases an expansion, they don't release everything from the expansion. Oh, no, they not. And it drives me nuts. And I mean, there's no difference. 45 minutes of content, thank you. Except this is like, this looks like it has more content than Final Fantasy XI's latest expansion has. It's up to 11 out of 5 <laughs> content, though. So you have to remember. No, no, no. Okay, first of all, you have to rebuy, you have to buy each next episode. 
Yeah. When I buy the expansion, yes, it will come out over time, but I don't buy every update. Right. I've bought the game and the expansion, and as the expansion grows, I get it. But for episodic free. content is cheap. You're looking at probably three ep- three or four episodes in the amount of money it cost to buy the expansion. The no, expansion not really. The expansion was like thirty dollars. Or something. This yeah. is twenty dollars just for the first episode. Yeah, it's twenty bucks a piece think, for these episodes. Is it okay? Because okay. yeah. originally it's originally a it's a high priced episodic content. It's it's kind of yeah, more like the Bell ABC, stuff. They were talking ten bucks. Yeah, it's, it's it's up twenty. Yeah, it's twenty. And the and thing people is, are really revolting because it's like, oh, an Xbox Live downloadable game for twenty dollars. That's awful. Get over it. It's a lot of points, though. Yeah. But, okay. Here's the thing. How long is it? It's probably. I think it's going to be pretty long. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, hey, we'll have to see when it comes off. out. Maybe it won't be a good value. You know, we'll find out. If you get if you get twenty or thirty hours for twenty dollars, that seems perfectly reasonable to me. You're paying. That's what I thought. No, you're paying right. fifty bucks for a fifty-hour game, so twenty dollars for a twenty-hour game seems reasonable. A mm-hmm. dollar an hour has always been my rate, so that was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to take you. Wow, up on Michael, that, so. you're cheap. Oh, oh boy, enough of that. I've got three dollars and quarters here. Oh, don't. Okay, move on. You take change. Mm-hmm. Radio yeah. insert uh, order. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Oh, by the way, Mike, I just noticed this. Um, back to back to Crossedge for a second. Felicia and Morgan will both be in it. I know. Yeah. Mm, Felicia. I was all about Felicia, and I'm like, oh, we have to get this. <laughs> Etna and Prinnies? Nice. Anyway, moving Felicia on. Felicia playing with the Prinny. Can we jump back for a second again? To what? To what? I'm looking over the Earthbound... Oh wow! To virtual console thread. Yeah, and these are all unconfirmed. But people are saying, "Ease one and two rated in November, November two thousand and seven." Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, uh, Super Mario RPG rated November two thousand six, and Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Nice. You need to read faster. Um, that's one that has actually been taken down. So oh, is the Earthbound one, so... Or, not there. the Earth- How about the Super Mario one? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, just because they rate it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to put it out. Yeah. Of course, I'm searching for games with Mario in the title, and I'm getting no response, so I don't know how much I trust this search engine. From the ESRB? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. That Super Mario. Zero game ratings returned. <laughs> oh, it doesn't like true words. Try to type Mario. I did. Hi, Mar- That's what I tried first. Searching for publisher Nintendo. No ratings returned. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the database went to sleep. <laughs> database is broken right now. Search by yes, platform. Final um, Fantasy and see what we come up with. How about Wii? Search. Nothing. Zero Nothing out for the Wii. <laughs> yeah, the, the database is currently offline. All right, so we found something happened in the database there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our MMO section and try and get this through this quickly so that our readers don't fall asleep. Because they love this section so much. And yet I know I'm there's sure some out there that do. And so if we take it out, they'd be upset. So I can't section. do that to them. What are we talking about? Oh, MMORPGs. Oh, okay, I'm going back. First of all, Age of Conan is having a release party in Norway, so... If you're in Norway, you can go and get a. Uh, I'm so there. Movie theater showing of several features in the game. Stuff. And stuff. People would care. 
Well, um, I'm sorry, but I mean, they don't even have content right now past level, what, 15? Isn't it still in beta? Yeah, but I mean, they're supposed to be coming out in less than a month, and they still don't even have, like, they have, like, a third of their top level. And apparently you can go, is this this is the one where you can go and kind of play a bunch of single-player content, too, isn't it? By talking Mm -hmm. to an NPC down in the bottom of the inn or something like that. It's like, wow. Yeah, except, like, you kind of turn off the rest of the world, it seems like. Oh, okay. Well, turn off the rest of the people in the world, so So you kind of go into your own instanced version of it or something. Oh, so like Guild Wars. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, Yeah, I was listening to a podcast though, so it's not firsthand. Still, I'm I'm deeply concerned about this game. There's there's simply not enough in the world yet for them to be anywhere near release, and they're like, "Yep, it's totally coming out." And it's like, but they have bare breasts in one of their spell animations, so you know, there you go. Congratulations. Yeah, you can. Do you hear, do you hear all the people? My, some people decided, you know, we'd like to petition them to put in a switch to turn off the nudity, you know, or mm-hmm. censor it in some way. And I can't mm-hmm. believe how much backlash those people are getting from people who just absolutely ridiculing them for not wanting to see nudity in the game. People just are like, once you say the word censorship, even if it's optional, they just go crazy. They're like, well, you don't think we can handle it or... Something and it's and just it's like, like you shouldn't play the game at all. Then it's like, well, okay, you know, I do like uh, to yeah. still experience the stuff. I just be that's nice. A, that's a much better stuff just that's don't not play good it, for me. You know? Yeah, I. Then again, I, I think I, this one has brutal beheadings too, so you probably don't want to see that either. <laughs> if you're, if you're in that, I don't know. It is interesting <laughs> how violence and sex get treated in different proportions in the U.S. than other places. Yeah, I mean, Europe's like, what? What's your deal? Yeah. We're like, well, we're um, weird. Just deal with it. <laughs> I, I think in general they are going to have to tone it down, and they're not going to like it. And that's what people are worried about. Is now that we're already saying so, people think that um, they're just going to go back and do it. Mm. And I think we're going to have to see how the reception even happens in the North America before they even talk about something like this. Yeah. But in general, people just you say the word censorship, and someone will jump on you. Yeah. And then again, I mean. There was a gigantic petition to remove the succubus from WoW. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Because for those of you that don't play, if you play a warlock, you can get a very nice-looking succubus who is wearing all leather and has a whip. And every once in a while, the whip goes crack and she giggles. I've heard uh, that noise. Yes. It it repeats a lot, actually. It's not. Yeah. It sometimes it will get into a loop where it's just like. And she makes that weird seductive noise, and it's like, okay, lady, shut up. <laughs> Can't, I don't know what could be worse than the charm noise in Eleven, though. Well, it's, I know. It's, it's like this weird <laughs> giggle well, no, thing. Is, it's like, all right, it was a little different. But. Well, and it's kind of cute because um, oftentimes when you send out the succubus, she goes, first we'll start with a little fire, and you hear this noise. And then she goes, am I bugging you? I'm not touching you. Am I bugging you? I'm not touching you. <laughs> and there she goes, there. Now you're hot and bothered. Oh, boy. That's no word. Apparently, Naja Conan, like the second person you meet, has no top on and is oh. like a woman tied to a stake. <laughs> so it's a little different there. Slightly yeah. more mature content. <laughs> I mean, hasn't this already been rated by the ASRB as M? Oh, I'm sure it has. <laughs> so, I, check, I mean, I'm but not it's sure. not working. <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah, I got no problem with the rating or anything. I'm just saying. 
that I mean, you know, if, I'm if not people, really sure why people are complaining to be that there's offended. mature content in a mature rated game. No, it's not that. It's just that they just want the option. Especially, okay, for people who are religious yet still find themselves desensitized enough to violence to be able to play games without it really causing a problem for them. The sex part of that doesn't really work so well. You can't just turn that off. It's like if there's a pair of breasts on the screen, it's kind of looking at you. And if you want to avoid that content, you'd like to have the option to avoid that content while still experiencing the rest of the game. So, I don't know. Being a a Christian, I can see where they're coming from. But uh, maybe, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it just might be better off just avoiding the game if you really have those values. (laughs) The people you are going to meet and the things that they are going to say to you are ten times worse than anything you'll see. It, it it has nothing. It's a purity question more than anything. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain in a short podcast time, I guess. But. I simply <laughs> say, and then it must be very difficult going about in today's world. Well, <clears throat> no, not really, because I don't usually go walk down the street to Walmart and have, be flashed twenty times by people. You know, maybe do in Norway. Maybe maybe in Norway. Yeah, maybe in Europe. <laughs> maybe it's different I mean, there. <laughs> bear in mind, it is to legal Amsterdam. for females to be topless in Canada. Oh, is it interesting? Um. For years? Wow. Technically, it's only in Ontario, but I mean, if you go anywhere else and do it, they're just going to be like, look at this landmark case decision. You can do it, too. All right. Well, let's move on, Doesn't because this is going to be a hot-button issue if we delve into it any further. And hot coffee. Hot coffee issue, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard has opened a store where you can go buy, I'm sure, much more tame merchandise. And uh, let's see what we got at the Blizzard store. <clears throat> This is this is interactive RPG cast again. All right, so going there now. We've got see. the StarCraft anthology, which is fifteen dollars to get a legal copy of StarCraft. What a concept! An Illidan Stormrage Deluxe action figure. Um, their trading card game. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> There's really not that much great stuff. So lots of figures. Well, not is lots of figures. Starcraft some figures, game? some books, some some Eight T-shirts. Was Say it? what? The game we were playing, the at board PAX, game, was the yeah, Starcraft game? yeah, that, that was game a Starcraft was board game. Yeah, you can buy that. Seventy nine ninety five. It's, it's a, impossible. It's a it was one. like <clears throat> this it's, guy is standing over you, and there's not a casual game. Play it. <laughs> and it took us like thirty five minutes to play one round because yep. we didn't know anything. Oh, the World of Warcraft board game, which I own, is the same way. But I mean, basically, how these do, games how do you are. Play it? How do you how do you play the World of Warcraft? No, how board often game? do you play how it? How often do you play it? Uh, once every couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. That's Depends more than I thought anybody I else would people. try. Why not just I mean, play World of the, Warcraft? The big time sink in the World of Warcraft board game, once you know how to play it, is setting the damn thing up. Mm. That's why board <laughs> games got old, is because it's like I tried to play Risk, and then you're like, well, I killed four well, of your guys. Let's see, if that's no. all you're doing, I mean, if you take video games out of the equation and you need to fill a night with entertainment with your friends, having a long board game is one w- good way to do that. And I mean, there were four people in my house before I moved, one of whom was like a huge board game uh, fan. So, I mean, we were playing Arkham Horror and Risk mm-hmm. 2010 and, or 2210. I mean, you can get Settlers of Catan games going up for two Yeah, we did have three Settlers of Catan. We had six-player Settlers oh, every once in a while. can go forever, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like anything else. If you're not into it, you're not going to like it. Yeah. I like what, a, what, a, what a statement. What a setup. If you don't like it, you're not going like to like it. 
Thanks, Chris. I mean, you know where I'm going. I do. We we play Carcassonne, but I would never want to play it on a table. Carcassonne is Carcassonne, Mike, in a board game night would usually be your opening game or two. It's just a warm up. And and then you get into your real long game. Yeah. (laughs) Can there is there is there any other statement like board game night that can fill one with such dread? The hours of boredom, which will like <laughs> board game night. Yes. <laughs> no, tonight, no, no. I... Gather around, kiddies. Tonight is board game night, and you can just see the looks on their horrified. <laughs> all right, oh, all right, I, all right. I had a game I loved to play. It was a board game. It was like Dark Tower or something, and I oh. played that thing until the motor died. I mean, I love that game. I think I've heard of that one. It's a bo- it's a board game with a motor. That is a huge advantage over other board games. No, no, no. It was it will it had a tower and it would spin to each person's turn, so they knew how long. But you, you know, you had armies and you were trying to defend. Uh, you're trying to defend them, and you know it was random card things, and you were trying to get all the way around the board, of course. And as you go into each person's area, they could do more things to you. And it was all based on this random tower, and it would tell you, you know, you did, you know, you get a bonus turn or you get extra damage or something. And it was awesome. And I, I, you know. The thing ate batteries like nothing else, but we played it so long, and eventually the motor wore out. It's probably produced by Energizer. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. Oh, I love that game. It was awesome. There's an old board game that started with a T, like Tempest or Tower. I can't remember what it was called. Titties. No. Thank you. I got to mute that, too. Yep. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Just spiteful. I'm going to make you do all sorts uh, of muting this week. Actually made by... What? Holy cow. What? Dark Tower board game. On eBay. Good condition. $222. That's what happens with rare board games. It was awesome. Wow. It was it was great. It was one of the funnest games I'd ever played that wasn't a video game. Mm-hmm. Dark Tower, you said? Yeah, Dark Tower. Working Tower, 5177. Wow. That is... Yeah. Three hours to go. Milton Bradley, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Is it based There's... on the Stephen King thing? I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe it is. No, because it was, it was 81, and I don't think he had really... I mean, it's no. not based on... I've actually read, I think, four of those books, and th- whatever he when he took the long break, that's where I lost track of the series. Because it took so long to get the next book, I went and did something else and forgot how to read, I guess. I don't know. You forgot how to read? I've reached a point now where I I don't read enough that I can actually set apart time to read. Mm -hmm. An hour before bed. An hour before bed is Persona. Well, see, that's the problem. You need to abandon Persona and then right when you lie down in bed, but before you go to sleep, read a chapter of a book. I the problem is I would do that and then I would have to read the book. And I would read it and read it and read it and then I'd finish it and then it would be four in the morning and I'd be like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can't find out what that board game somebody posted in the forums. It's that it's a very <clears> classic <throat> board game that people thought was going to be brought back here and it wasn't. But all right, it working matter. copies of Dark Tower are increasingly hard to find and this highly sought after by collectors. Well, uh, yeah. Primarily due to two things. The wear and tear on the tower unit, which tend to experience technical faults and light bulbs and carousel after prolonged use. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, the loss went out of print shortly after release due to the lawsuit by Minton Bradley for intellectual property theft. By who? Because the suit was brought by two men who claimed to have presented the original copy. 
concept of Dark Tower to Milton Bradley in the late 70s, which at a point MB declined to pursue it. Therefore, they claimed MB independently developed the game based on a proposal of part of the resolution of the lawsuit. Milton Bradley pulled the game off the market and it was never republished. Hmm. So thank you, two men who decided not to... To ruin Michael's fun, basically. That's right. Well, no. You know, no, you can, you can buy it on eBay. <laughs> for a billion dollars. Yeah, so I can use it and wear it out and have to buy another one. I mean, it didn't... It, it's not the best motor. <laughs> it would probably be better if I found a broken one and tried to fix it than to buy a new one and wear, break it myself. Hmm. Yes, two men who are so important they don't even have names. So, thank you. <laughs> so important they don't even have names. Well, Wikipedia carries all this information, but they don't even have the names of the people who are so upset that they sued Milton Bradley. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ah, but no, I love that game. So that was really one of the few board games I played. That's really going to bug me because I can't find the name of that game. <laughs> Are we still talking about role-playing games? <laughs> uh, no, not really. We should move on. Um, EVE Online has some news. Um, Stuff. They're, no, they're new. Sorry, I was still looking at the board game list, trying to make one last attempt. All right, I'll stop it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> over. It's over. It's over. Ambulation is <clears throat> what their news is on, which is basically being able to get in, out of your ship and walk around and have an avatar. So they have... Uh, isn't this like a year later than when they said it was going to be? Maybe. <laughs> we were talking we, about we, it last year in like E3 and PAX, so I don't think <clears throat> it's a full year late. A GDC, no. We oh, went, GDC, and you're said, right. Yes, this is what we're going to do, and it will be out in the fall. And now the next GDC has gone by, and they're, they're getting there. So basically, you'll be able to walk around a space station to get your missions, items, and socialize. Great. Um, you'll actually see other people, is what they're saying. Yes, and you can... Uh, you can develop your avatar, so it can gain weight and change appearance. So this is funny because and you'll have plastic surgery audience, clinics and clothes shops. Oh my half the audience doesn't even want it. Yeah, they're so they're really sick. Half the audience is people who don't want to talk to people, and they live in the thing is, you'll still be able to do everything without doing any of this. So right, but they're worried that this is going to become essential. And that they liked Eve the way it, it was, and this is going to change everything and bring wah, social. Wah, 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 I know wah. it's funny, but at the same time, it is a valid point that they played this game for a long time without this. And if they don't want it, are you going to divide your your audience? Apparently, if you don't have yeah. to use it, then I don't see but what the problem they're, is. They're they're saying the people who are against it saying you will have to use it. They'll make oh, it to a give point me a you break. do have to use. Give me a break. Oh, oh! I'm that, sorry, that Sean. Do we never have to go back in the past in eleven? I'm, you know, that just you don't have to. You can completely ignore it. No, of course you have to actually go back and do it. This is completely different. This isn't a set of missions. This is something you can do to do something else that you can do without doing it. You have and two different se- ways of doing it. You either walk about and do it, or you can do it from your ship. It's not like they're removing it. Now you can't do it from your ship anymore. You have to actually get out. Oh boy. <laughs> well, you know. They're, they're fearful. What can I say? I don't because play this game. Any game where it says, take my ship, go that direction, and I'll see you in five hours is not for me. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. It's a little too... Um, it's it's very leisurely, that game. <laughs> it's even more leisurely than Sword, where you actually have to check once in a while. And Eve, you're like, I'll just come back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty... I think, that's, I think that most of the people who play it are actually server operators who work at Oakland University. And this is what they do what? instead of actually working on our servers. I'm convinced because this, and I have a reason for this. I'm not just spouting nonsense like I normally am. 
Uh-huh. Um, this is because at our school, they've blocked the ports for every single MMO except for EVE. You can't really? play EVE on the school network, but you can't play World of Warcraft, you can't play Final Fantasy XI, you can't play City of Heroes, you can't play Pirate. Why can you play EVE? You can't play Sword. But you can you play can't EVE. play EVE. Because the people in the IT department play EVE. Oh, so they of made course. it possible. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you actually have confirmation that they play EVE? I've been told. I have not spoken to You've anyone. Told. Right. It, it, honestly, it's the it's most like likely answer. It. it is really the most likely answer. That's, That's usually how you get stuff through IT is uh, make it so they want to do it too. <laughs> that was how I used to do IRC is I just somehow, you know, the firewall didn't block the IRC port that I needed and then I could go use IRC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good job. Hey, I was just this admin. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it means. I'm All sure. Right. That's why they paid me. All right, enough Eve. Disparaging tales from China. Yes. So, apparently ZT Online, which stands for something. I have no idea. I've never heard of this one before. Something, as I recall. Or Anyway. Yeah. It's out of the news. So Why I, were you bringing I read about it. So, apparently you have to pay real money. Yeah, it's real money. It was on the BBC. That's what it was on. You have oh, to yes. do it. This sounds like S.W.O.R.D. You have to progress with... You can. It's I don't know how it works, though. They didn't sword, say. But it, here's the thing. You basically have two different free-to-play models. You have a free-to-play model that you actually never have to invest money. And then you have the free-to-play model where if you don't invest money, you are completely and utterly boned. And ZT Online is one of these things where if you're not investing money in a ton of time, you're boned. All right. I mean, this is something that, you know, <laughs> the game expects you to play five or six hours every day and it expects you to drop a couple hundred bucks every time you upgrade your weapon. A couple hundred bucks? A couple hundred dollars. And they're, it's a Chinese game. This is a Chinese game. Basically, How do they have money the for people that? that made this game were they're actually gonna, really yeah. smart about it. They said there are people out there that just want to pay their way to the top and they let them do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So everybody can pay their way to the top, and of course, of course, then you get the people that are, you know, um, competitive. So they have to pay more than the other person. Basically, they have gotten the most competitive people who are willing to slap down money on these games. And I mean, they have actually gone. They have people that they have agents that go out to different cafes, mm-hmm. and anytime they see someone that's like frustrated with their progress, they're like, "Why don't you just play ZT online? Because you can just pay your way to the top." I mean, this is big, big business. Interesting. And so people are doing it, and they are paying the money and liking it. A couple Very hundred much. dollars to get upgrade a weapon? Yep. Doesn't make sense. I was complaining about the $10 I have to pay in sword. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah um, it's a totally different mindset. <clears throat> yeah. and it's, it's all these people who play Endgame for 30,000 hours of their lives trying yeah. to get that one item when you just wish you could have dropped 20 bucks and had it a year ago. Yeah, and those are the people that they've targeted, and they have done like incredible, incredible amounts of marketing. And like I said, they literally have agents that go out to the different internet cafes and solicit people to come to this game. Fun. So, if first you have hours a budget free, <laughs> or any sort of you know 
monetary concerns. Oh, why don't this we turn? Not- yeah, why don't yeah. we? Why don't we move on to a story that's more uplifting? And that is that. Um, so there's been a technology out there kicking around for years now. I know. I remember back when I was in college, people were messing around with this for their school projects. Um, but it's basically called eye tracking, where basically you can kind of have cameras aimed at a person's eye and kind of tell what they're looking at, what they're trying to focus on, and you monitor when they blink and kind of use it as an, a way to Big operate laser. a computer system. And basically it looks like another set of people have come along and put together a project where they're using it to control World of Warcraft characters. So this is kind of an application of a use in order to basically enable disabled people who can't really move to be able to play games. And I just thought this was a cool use of technology instead of a useless use of technology. Um, but I think, I think this bodes well for kind of enabling, uh, gaming for people who have, you know, sort of injuries and disabilities and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So no one else cares. All right. I think well, that it's they high powered <laughs> lasers directed Ugh. at someone's eyes. To track. They're not lasers they're cameras. Cameras receive light. Lasers. They don't emit light. It's gigantic 5 million megawatt lasers. Uh-huh. I was trying to think about this and I was, you know, you have the one side where, well, why do you want to get them into gaming? But if they really are at the point where, you know, you can't move from the neck down, at least it gives them something to do. Uh-huh. And usually what you see I'll, is stuff like this for gaming will kind of, well, I guess you don't usually see it. But the idea is that, you know, one of the ideas would be that you develop it for something like gaming and then it should be really easy to apply it to more mundane tasks that don't require as quick of response times and stuff. Mm-hmm. And plus, uh, this way you get people who are, Good programmers actually interested in working in the prog- on the project since it involves gaming. So, yeah, that works. That does help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we got a in our MMORP gamer column for the week. There's a full YouTube video there that you can go watch and see it in action. All right. So moving right. on to industry news, um, Glenn Black, Glenn Beck, excuse me, CNN talking head, apparently got out Black. No, not Count Black. Glenn Beck. <laughs> Count Black. No uh, one is a loser like Count Black. Oh, boy. Who let him on the podcast anyway? I don't know. Not me. I Ooh. think we should call him Count Beck. Mm-hmm. I think we should just go on. Yeah, we probably should. Count Beck. Anyway. So Glenn Beck has aired two <clears throat> segments on Rockstar's controversial game, Grand Theft Auto 4. And... <laughs> The media yeah. just waits for Grand Theft Auto to come out so they can go bashing on well, gaming. Well, it actually hasn't been that bad this time around. They're more waiting for actually something bad to be in the game. Well, they don't have Jack Thompson to stir it up. Well, so he ca- he's tried, but he hasn't really come up with much yet. So it's It's been a lot better than when the hot copy crap came know. out. I a lot of the reporters this... have probably been around since the hot copy crap, and they're like, you know what? We already did this. <laughs> that doesn't stop them usually. Uh, here's, here's the it thing, does though. if now that you have more people working on these shows that actually are involved in gaming too. Uh, that's Is true. This this particular one really hits home. Yeah. Uh, so the story here is that Glenn Beck invited Cheryl K. Olson, author of Grand Theft Childhood, The Surprising Truth Behind Violent Video Games, which I believe is a book that kind of defends violent video games and tells you how to actually be an effective parent and be responsible with games. Um, he was looking for a balancing opinion, which is uh, respectable, so that's good. But uh, he took it as an opportunity to grin and leer, and also to make this particular insulting comment, says Oliver Moltak. The comment was this. 
I will tell you that all these video gamers, they're bloggers as well as video gamers, they're writing all kinds of stuff about me, that I'm the enemy now of video gamers, because of his previous couple segments on Grand Theft Auto 4 where he spewed ridiculous crap that isn't true. Um, anyway, continuing with his comments, I could care less about video games. Video game bloggers, they're losers. So, Mr. Beck has gone ahead and called bloggers losers, which is always a great thing to do to the people who know more about the internet than you, because they can make your life a very painful thing for a few days. Well, and I mean, here's the thing is, honestly, I hadn't heard of this moron until he started going, you guys are idiots. Well, then he was successful, actually, (laughs) because that's half half the battle with these shows is getting your name out there. It's Mm -hmm. not really to be liked by people. It's to get people to watch you and be upset with you. Oh, Ray, I'm definitely going to go and watch his show because I think he's using his head as a butt plug. <laughs> okay, so he, maybe he didn't win after all. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, Joystick and Kotaku and Destructoid must have just had fun with this. I'm it's sorry, that but no I mean, I just think that is probably the most ignorant comment that I have heard so far this year. Yeah, yeah pretty so, much is. And there's a video up on Game Politics you can go watch of the actual God, segment in progress. So... Uh, I wonder what kind of response they'll give him. I wonder if he's written any books. Mm, I don't think so. Well, maybe. Amazon.com. Here they come. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, I think uh, I think my take on this is, Mr. Beck, here's my two middle fingers. And... <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Please, uh, people, watch it. That's extra work for me I really don't want to do. All right. Uh. Well, we could simply say that no one is as retarded as Count Beck. Uh-huh. Move on. All right. So, Current's column continues with another wonderful article involving Kaz Hurai. I love Kaz Hurai. He says I the guess. best things. All right. Speaking at last Tuesday's PlayStation Day, Hurai admitted that, quote, the first year of PlayStation 3 was somewhat a difficult one. There were some teething problems. Success from our competitors and our customers were a little underwhelmed by the range of titles that were available. This was something that we were very much aware of and something that we were confident we could overcome. Just a little (laughs) underwhelmed? Okay. Everybody was like, I have a brick and it doesn't crack. It doesn't have any games yet. Please give me some. Um, we've been testing for home. We've been testing home for some time, he continues. And I simply feel that as great as home currently is... It, no, of course not. It needs a little bit more time before it's ready for the wider public, something we firmly believe we can provide in the autumn. So this kind of feeds back on some of the speculation recently that home was going to be delayed till next year, and he's saying no, but we are going to delay it until it's done, but we think it'll be done in autumn. So could be next year. You never know. I think their Excellent. focus on home is absolutely ridiculous. It's not what we want. We want better online experience in PSN more than we, we want, want games. just home. Well, yeah, games would be good too. Yeah, something to play. <laughs> games would be nice. Games let's let's worry about the games first, and then we'll mess but, around. You know, I think one of the things well, is to have a better online experience in the games that are coming out as well. So here, you don't feel the thing like that's you. Actually, kind of really interesting is this is the first time that uh, I think we've seen a PlayStation where its top selling nation is like top selling area of the world is Europe. Has that ever happened is to a console before? Yeah. Um, what? That I'm aware of. I don't know if it's happened before. But that what? I'm not exactly it's like half of it's like half of the PS3s that exist and have been oh, purchased. Yeah, PlayStation's always been big in Europe, I believe. But mm, I don't think it was this big though. Half? 
Well, I, what she's saying is, while it's been big in Europe, it's usually been big everywhere. And this now, Europe's the only one who is still buying it, and the rest of us are kind of like, well, we'd like I'm some games. I'm pretty for- sure that they were anticipating high Europe sales from the beginning, actually. You have to remember that Europe is where people in Britain queued up days and days in advance to pick up their PS3s. And then Sony came in and gave everyone who was in the store... It was, was it in it was in London that one store they gave them all TVs. HD TVs. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being a Sony fan. Have a television. Yep, that's a good. Wow. That's a this nice is gift. not a closet bribe in any way. Now you can well, watch why would you movement. bribe them when they're already there buying your PlayStation? It's just. Yeah, I think, I think maybe. Well, maybe if I go queue up for a PS3, I'll get a TV. Yeah. If I had known that I could get a TV, I would have been there. Yeah, Europe's been good for PlayStation recently, at the very least. So. That's good. I think that their attitude shows that they yeah. that they appreciate this fact. Well, of course. they gave them television sets. You know, they didn't do that uh, in America. They didn't yes. do that in Japan. Mm-hmm. They did it in oh, oh, oh! Here's an awesome quote for you guys that we can all giggle at. He says the sale of the PS3 will continue to be driven by games and the lineup of titles this year. I'm sorry, but was it ever driven by games? But it's driven by blue. Well, it kind of has to be driven by games if it's going to no. be doing good. It's driven, it's no, driven by blue. It is. If, if it, it's going to be keep good in the future, it, it needs to be driven by games. Yeah, but it's kind of a requirement. Point, <laughs> saying it's been driven by games is kind of a bunch of hogwash. Yeah, I mean it hasn't been, and it's going to have to be. So this is like not really saying much at all. <laughs> well, there's Disgaea three. Yes, Disgaea three. <laughs> And the Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles. Every time time you see an article for the PlayStation 3, it's like Metal Gear Solid 4, Resistance 2, like the stupid Motorstorm follow up, and then like a couple of games that I've never heard of Ridge Racer. (laughs) No. Ridge Racer. You've got Ridge Racer. No. (laughs) I don't think there's a new one coming soon. Gran oh, Turismo I mean, 5, eventually. But I mean, it's kind of interesting, because they don't ever mention things like Final Fantasy XIII. They can't. It, yeah, those You'd are Sony games. All those games you just listed are, are first-party published games, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So okay. that's, why the, that's why they're not in the Sony commercials. <laughs> and this or time, why they are, um, Sony me. isn't going to buy the Final Fantasy series for their PlayStation line. No. Let, let, let Square Enix spend the money advertising their own game. Yeah, that seems to work better it, for them. It, they, all they need to do is show a screenshot of some pretty lady once every six months, and that seems to be enough. So, I, I don't know. The Look, GDC... she has a gun. Ooh, I want the game. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is, I do want the game, <laughs> so it works. Of crystal tools is is pretty enlightening. Yes. Of how easy it is to say. What oh, does that have to so... do with with the marketing of Final Fantasy? Crystal tools crystal is the new tools name is of the, the white engine. Yes. Yeah. That's and the it shows that drives Final Fantasy 13. Yes, it shows how easy it is to suddenly go. Oh, look! It's not PS3 only. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they've been like touting how like cross-platform, um, advantageous this is. Well, I'll believe it when they, I see it. So. They used the same tool set to make right. Final Fantasy 13 as they did to make okay, the WiiWare. Okay, okay. So Final Fantasy 13 might leave the platform, but we have no reason to believe so. So I don't know why we're speculating on that right really now. Really hope it does. I have no interest in that. <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway, following up on a story from last week, Activision and Vivendi not being at E3, to further expand on that, it looks like they've left the ESA entirely. So they've Bye. they said goodbye, and it 
Payments Software Association. We don't want to pay. We don't know why they left. Speculation is on things like, oh, the membership fee is based on how much money you make. So they're not happy with that. Could be any number of things. We really don't know. There's also some talk that they're probably going to have a press conference still around E3 in the E3 area. So they're kind of like participating in the E3 hype and the journalists all being there without actually being in it. Probably a more cost-effective strategy. We because it's wait and see what happens in the area, which is you know like a twenty-block radius of yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, it's pretty easy <laughs> to just have a press conference somewhere. So, oh well. Nintendo always had theirs in Hollywood, and that's nowhere near. But so yeah, I, this is having an event in the same area is pretty easy. The only thing bad about this people leaving ESA thing is that the ESA started lobbying now, and I was enjoying the fact that we were finally getting some political pressure from people who actually know what the heck games are about. But um, if people leave the ESA, the ESA will not have the money to continue to do such efforts. So I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. But, but I mean, I'm assuming these people are leaving for somewhat good reasons, though. So Money. Who knows? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if it's just the- money, it's just money. But maybe the ESA will well, figure it out. There seems to be a lot of dissension about the new ESA president. Okay. Not everybody is pleased with the way that he is taking Yes, it, so. They've recently elected Osama bin Laden. And, no, um, no, they have not. No. There's some <laughs> frustration <laughs> about whether right. his motives may be in the right direction. All right, all right, all right. I'll let loose for talking. We've got two, uh, two, <laughs> two RPGs coming out this week, in theory. Um, because <laughs> I believe I've, anu- because I've announced these before and they got pushed back, and I don't know if it's true now that they're coming out. Chaos well, Wars tactics. and Drone Tactics. And Anybody excited? Drone Tactics has lots of bugs. And, no, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's Drone Tactics will look fun. Hey, Michael, actually, right? What? Comes out while we're down in LA. You should buy it for me for my birthday. Isn't it like an Atlas game? No, you can solicit for gifts after the podcast. We'll <laughs> stop it. Oh, they were All going right. to Atlas. I'll just ask them. Yeah, ask them for it. Yeah, ask, then Chaos Wars, Chaos Wars comes out from Idea Factory. Do we have a preview of that? I don't think we do. So... Well, maybe it's like DF it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah, we'll see if that's good or not. Um, hopefully. hopefully someone's reviewing that on our site. Yes, yes. Let me check the paper. Head of interaction, do you know? <sighs> what? What are we, re- what are we supposed to be reviewing? Is somebody anything? reviewing Chaos Wars? Uh, not at present. But not at present. Very soon I'll assign it to someone. All right. Perhaps you do. What system is it? Right. Is on PlayStation 2. Oh, okay, so everybody has it. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like, it'd be like asking, can, we, can anybody review a PS3 title? No. I could, but that's about it. Apparently Why don't we move on now to what you've been playing? No, and... you said feedback. No, we have to do the feedback first, yeah. Yeah. That's supposed to come now. And then we do what we've been playing. Yes. You write the schedule yeah. and you don't follow don't it. don't even remember what we're doing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks to our listeners who submitted these questions. Uh, first question came from Aria Tarka on the boards. Do you think there is a future within 10 years, say, for sprite-based or 2D RPGs, or yes. are we eventually going to see all titles go the way of Final Fantasy IV DS? What, no. What factors influence this? Do you think there's demand for 2D artistic games like Olden Sphere, etc.? I yes. agree with her, or him, or whoever Aria Tarka is. Um, it's all answered. Yeah. Move on. I've done this one. Well, I think this one is is obviously true. I mean, look at even the games that are. Uh, I want to. Well, I guess this ten guy is years a 3D game, from huh? now. Right. Yeah, not talking this year. We're talking ten years from now. Are they still going to make 2D within games? ten years? 
I think they should still make 2D. Yeah, because cell phone gaming is just going to develop, and that's going to be one of the most yeah, popular formats for cell phone I, gaming. Let's hope not. I, I, I honestly believe that that's one of the things that's going to happen there. So Okay, but okay, let's talk about real games. Real games, not, not cell phone games. Not, not games I'm supposed to spend 20 minutes while I'm on the bus. Well, okay, you know, it's always games. possible within 10 years that the technology might progress such that it becomes a viable platform or somebody proposes a standard or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I 10 years like is a long to... time for technology. Right-based 2D yes, RPG. But let's look I... at the big consoles right now. How many big sprite-based 2D RPGs have been released on the 360, the PS3, and the Wii? Um, what RPGs? Have any? They don't, they don't release... A... There. I guess you could say that, that Super Paper Mario is a No, it's not. It's 3D. <laughs> but even then, sort of 2D. Have, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't believe they'll be sprite-based. They will be 2D polygons, if they're yeah. anything. But um, Because then you can do all the shader effects and all the fancy stuff. But you um, can't do with sprites. Yeah. But, all- uh, 2D, I mean, the success of a game like Odin Sphere, I think, guarantees there'll be more stuff like that, but well, actually, I shouldn't say no, that. There's Did it question. sell there's well? A, I don't know. It's it was popular. So well, for uh, for what it is, but it it wasn't like a groundbreaking sale mark, yeah. like you know Grand Theft Auto or something. We're not talking it changed the industry here. Yeah, I think we're more likely to see 2D games for things like shooters, really, like ship shooters. Yeah, and I don't know the the, the third rendition. I would like to believe that the 2D polygon type stuff and you have more poly, pretty things like maybe uh, Odin Sphere type graphics but with a Okami style artwork to it would be great I think but um, I don't it's know. It's possible that actually 10 years from now Mother 3 might actually be released in America. Oh no. <laughs> by that so yeah, maybe they actually have count. one. It's 2D sprite based RPG. That I just don't think that you know 2D is going to appeal to enough of the market the most developers yeah, doing big games exactly. are going to bother for it. It's just this the, conception that people have that 3D is good. And 2D, therefore, must be bad. Yeah. 2D is old and everybody I wants blame Final new. Fantasy 7, honestly, but, you know. Really, you blame the It started the fall. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of there. good. There's a lot of good that has come from it, but... Yeah. I think that we shouldn't forget that there or are... How about a game like Xenogears, where it's like 3D and 2D, and like the the animations are obviously sprite-based watercolors, but even that's over 10 years old, isn't it? Blah. Mm-hmm. I give up. <laughs> well, it's sad. It's sad that we could see the end of the foundations of the, uh, the infrastructure that all of our games are built on. We but, will have to look to independent game developers, who I'm well, sure will continue to put out 2D-type stuff. People. Something. Foundations are great, and they're firm and rock solid. But they don't go all the way up to the top of the building, do they? You know, the building sits on the foundations, and these sprite-based. Yes, PGs but would you rather have a would you rather have a five-story ranch in, or excuse me, a five-story mansion in the western Nebraska area, or a one-story ranch in the Grand Cayman Islands? That doesn't answer. I don't. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, you talk about <laughs> yeah, you. You. You, like, you. put out this big analogy about foundations, and you need to build no, no, up no, to no, the no, top no. of the building. I'm like, well, I'd rather have a small building if it's in a better, better uh, well, still, surrounding all area. Buildings have, all buildings <laughs> have foundations, and the foundation doesn't go all the way up. The building exactly. sits on top of the foundation. Yeah. So you know, it's good, but it doesn't need to be a big, tall building on top of the shoulders of forty people what? ahead of it. Sometimes a simple building. Small, what are you all talking about? I'm extending his analogy to absurdity. 
His analogy was stupid anyway. It wasn't stupid. It was a great analogy. You people just... I just want to go to the Caribbean. (laughs) There you go. When is our RP Gamer trip to the Caymans? I don't know. When we make a couple million, which will be... Dither, dither, dither. We're never going to (laughs) go. There's another 10 years. In 10 years, yeah. All right. And Anna hasn't chimed in, so I'm assuming she either agrees with us or she's so offended by our ridiculousness that she has nothing to add. Uh, I think she's scared. (laughs) She's blocking us out. All right. (laughs) Well, why don't we go on to the next question then? This one comes from Potato Man Jack. All this talk about gaming and time has raised a question. What do all the podcasters do for their quote-unquote day jobs? If anything, how do they find time to play games to the extent that they do? For myself, even getting one hour a day to play games is a struggle, even on the weekends. So well, this Chris. is my day job. I work right here in the RP Gamer facility in sunny Rochester. <laughs> there is no RP Gamer Except, facility. So. Oh, don't believe them. There is. It's a nice, it's a beautiful sterling silver an online publication. Shh, so you're everybody not works from home. No, no, be quiet. Yes. No. Great. I'm on the seventh floor. I have a nice, wonderful corner office. And Michael's on the floor above me, usually. Now we're all down in the podcast lounge. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Big leather chairs. <laughs> no. And there's a giant television that broadcasts all the industry news from around the world straight no. to the room so we can no. relay it to no. you. Listen. No, no, um, no, no, no. I've, I've pretty much worked retail the whole time that I've been with Arthur Gamer. Um, I had three years of university. I just completed my third one. And most of the time I work a part-time job. I was at EB for three years. I was at Claire's Accessories, which is a bunch of girly crap three years before that. Really is and crap. Right now, I'm unemployed because I just moved. Um, as soon as I come back from Rent to the Sun, I'll be looking for a new job. So, student and uh, the person you yell at in the stores. That's me. <laughs> I am a systems and storage administrator for a healthcare software development corporation in Madison, Wisconsin. And so, we, so I do lots of computer and Unix and, and, and SAN storage type stuff for large computer systems all day long. So that's where I get the money from to afford it. And that, of course, means I only have so much time to actually play it because the job's busy a lot of times. So what about you, Mike? Well, the most of my time is spent as a stay-at-home father. Um, we, you've heard Vivian remotely on the podcast here and there. Um, that takes most of my time, but I make my money doing freelance web development. And Sean, um, I don't know. I think he's, well, Sean, you've gone he to go into school, and I don't know what else. Well, he, after I got out of high school, I attended, I've been working in video games online for a long time, but I went to a, a seminary, well, I went to community college and got a two-year associates, and I went to seminary, and then I went, I'm in university here, getting two more degrees. Because you can never have enough. You need enough that you can <laughs> wallpaper your wall. So eventually, you'll be able to go in my bathroom and it'll just be papered with degrees. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really what I do. I actually am independently wealthy, so I live on a large estate with 150 servants and a set of greyhounds that I race against my other greyhounds. Until they disappear. For fun and profit. Mm-hmm. Fun and profit. You profit from dog rates. <laughs> yes. Well, I race against myself. And I make interest on the returns. What? It's amazing. It's he's, a, it's he's just don't listen to him. He's making tax. it up. <laughs> your your sickness has gone so far that your make believe stories right, don't even make sense. Before he collapses from his own fever dreams, why don't we get him to tell us what he's been playing this week? 
Oh, well, because I've been horribly sick all week, I have not played much in the way of games. But I did pick up Mario Kart Wii, because originally I didn't want, I didn't want to get it, but then Ashley protested, which was strange, because she hates racing games, and she said that she didn't want to get it, and then when we went to the store to pick up some stuff, she saw it and played Mario it on a... not a racing game. Well, she's played the other Mario Kart. Yeah, it is. The only one she likes not a racing game with games. Mm. Don't give me that. Well... The only other Mario Kart game she ever liked was the Super Nintendo one. And I agree with her. I think it's the strongest game in the series. So when we went, we saw one of Eric Jordan's infernal machines that he has set up here and that have the demo of the latest game on them. And we played it, and she liked it so much, so we picked it up. What is Eric Jordan's infernal machines? Eric Jordan is a Nintendo representative. Um, He used to be the regional representative, and then they... He was too good, and they took him away. Oh. now Now he works in Redmond. Big facility. He was a good friend of mine. And uh, he set up these great Wii systems back when the Wii came out. And they always have the latest game in them. And they had Mario Kart Wii in them. He sets them up where? Well, they were all set up in all the local EBs and ah. Kmarts or Walmarts or whatever. You know. Cool. So when we go to GameStop every day to uh, to see things, we she uh, she was over there dealing with the little... You go to GameStop every day? Just about, yeah. <laughs> what do you go there every day for? Well, all my friends work there, so you know it's like uh-huh. I drop it and I'll bring them biscuits or something, and they're usually happy to see me. All the right. regional director's like Sean. I would I see be happy to see day. you too if you brought me biscuits. Yeah, well, I try to make their life a little easier because <laughs> they they do really great things for me. So right. uh, Ashley's Crisis Core broke. I think I mentioned this broke on the last like the final battle, the, the cutscenes leading up to it, and it f- kept freezing. Her disc was bad, and we we had long ago got rid of the receipt and stuff, so they held one for us. And yeah, you said that last week, I think. So you see, that they, they go the extra mile for me. So. Alright, so you so you got Mario Kart. I we got Mario we Kart, yeah. and uh, I have to say I'm favorably impressed. I have now mastered the the elusive Golden Sparks. You were very upset about it this past week in the chat room. Yeah, I was. I have, very I, upset. I eschewed and avoided the Sparks in every game until it's Mini Turbos I, is the official title. Those sparks. And I refused <laughs> until now to use the sparks. And so right. finally, I got the wheel in my hand and I found the sparks just come. Ah. It's like magic. They just The wheel makes it so easy that I, I can no longer turn my back. So you've been using automatic mode up until that point? No, well, I, I didn't know how to do it, so I just left it on automatic. And yeah. I assumed it, it boosted me. Automatic. No, it does not. That's I never the, saw it doing anything. So. Yeah, you just uh, it automatically drifts you through a turn, so you have a tighter turn, but it does not give you any turbos is what I understand it. I don't want tighter turns anymore. I want nice wide slides. I feel well, like no. When you've got the when you got the sparks on, your turning is better because you're drifting instead of yeah, having to awesome. just do without it. So I really do feel like Jeremy Clarkson on Top Gear and like the world <laughs> slides. I go around the corner. It's see now you can see now you get to learn how to do it with your car. Lock your back wheels and yeah, drift I'll, around the turn. I'll, I'll take oh, it yeah. out to the to the park and maybe hit some pedestrians. Yeah. They won't mind. It's Mario Kart. There's, a, there's good uh, there's good manga for you called Initial D. You can get into if you like that stuff. Oh, no, I don't want to start reading that Japanese stuff. No thanks. It's translated. <laughs> All right. Anything well, else this week? Well, actually, yes. Oliver Motok, as our yes, isn't here this week. So before he left off to his sunny uh, junket down in uh, Florida on RP Gamer's expense, no doubt. Um, um, no. I'm sure it was. I'm sure that somehow the money has been embezzled from our. Okay. I saw him that leaving. That must be why I don't have any. You see, that's why we're not going to the Caymans. He's taken all the money. To ah, me. it's Oliver's fault. Uh, that bastard. Well, anyway, 
he he sent me a number of challenges before he left, and one of them was that I should engage myself more fervently in Final Fantasy VIII and see if it really is awful. And I played it yesterday, and I got up to the end of disc one. And I have to say, I spent far more time drawing magic than I spent actually playing the game. Yes, that's how Final Fantasy VIII works. It is awful. It is an awful, tedious waste of time, and I'm not going to play it anymore. Okay. Don't play it, people. Friends, don't let friends play Final Fantasy VIII. That's uh, all, really. All right. Uh, <laughs> but you uh, play it. So. I played Earthbound Zero for a while because uh, cool. I wanted to reacquaint myself with it now that Earthbound is coming out on the virtual console. I thought, okay, I'll play the prerequisite. It's a not a prerequisite. Bit. It's a prerequisite. You need to, you need no, to experience you've joy. You've told me it is not. Maybe I did. Yes. But I, <laughs> oh, I'm telling you <laughs> something. All right, well, I'm telling you it's time for Anna to go over her stuff. So. Can she? Anna move. Can she? Is I know she... she's been playing stuff. I suppose I can. Oh, yeah. there she is. Okay, good. Please do. Uh, well, I've been out of the house a ton this week. Um, I have cousins that live in town, and then we got together with some friends of the family. So I've been taking the SkyTrain a lot, and so I've been playing uh, more of the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Rings of Fate. And um, someone else almost died. It was scary. There's a lot of death in this game. You're just going to come and and try and mini-spoil the story every week to us, aren't you? No, (laughs) it's just... um, Nobody's going to play it. I did not expect the storyline to be as serious... As it is, I expected the story to be very light and tralala and immature, and it's actually a lot deeper than I expected. The storyline is actually what I consider fantastic, and Lucy can say it's crap all he wants. It is crap. And the game itself is only so-so, but the story is pretty damn fantastic. So I've actually been really enjoying that. I think I'm about 10 hours in at this point. Um... And I could tell you where I am, but it's a, I think it's kind of a big spoiler. All right. So don't do that. <laughs> so, and I played um, a little bit of World of Warcraft, which was mostly run my little lobby, drew it through a couple of instances. I haven't done anything major. Oh, I did do something major this week in World Ooh. of Warcraft. We went to Mount Hyjal. Oh, cool. And for anybody that played um, Warcraft 3, basically that is the final battle where you have all three of the factions working together against the the Burning Legion. They have to go through the three different stations to get to the gate, or to get to the the world tree. And you actually get to replay that. And what it is is there's uh, waves and waves and waves of undead that come at you. And it is the most fun that I have had in, in months in WoW. It is absolutely fantastic dungeon, and I can't wait to do it again. Oh, i got to get it leveled so up we, so I can do that. Then. We, we got to the first boss, which means we survived all eight of the initial waves. But the eighth wave always kills us before the boss actually gets over the hill. So we have not actually seen him, but we have gotten to him. <laughs> which is really good, because... Normally what happens is, is you do about half of Serpent Shrine Cavern and half of um, Tempest Keep before you even attempt to go into Mount Hyjal. Is that a 40-man? They're all 25-man. Oh, 25. Okay. Serpent Shrine Cavern and Tempest Keep is where you get Tier 5. That's cool. above your car zone gear. And then normally you take that gear and you keep going towards Tier 6 content. So that means we have a chance of getting that gear I identified that was Mount Hyjal drops. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> 
In fact, we got we got one recipe. You already got them all. All right, good. Well, no, <laughs> we, we got one recipe. We got the Heart of Darknesses to make it. Mm. We got two really nice pieces of equipment. One of them was the cape that you really wanted. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) It does drop. And then there was a necklace for fire damage. So uh, I think one of the warlocks won it. And then we got tons and tons of greens. Cool. Greens are just magical items that you can sell for money. But, yeah, it was a fantastic time. We only spent about 90 minutes in there, but it was so fun. Lot. Tons and tons and tons of fun. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm like totally psyched to go back again. Excellent. And I played some pirates. I got back into the uh, gun industry, and I've been playing around with some of my shops, and I'm producing tons and tons of iron now because I have like three people on my friends list. We're like, do you have iron? I'll buy it for like <laughs> crazy prices. Like, okay. <laughs> Is it no, any better than when we last played? No, fine, I'm getting <laughs> no. <with> it, right? <laughs> no. You're just pl- plotting through, through review, for the review at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm going through. For the what review. level are you? Uh, halfway through 29. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I may or may not get to 50 before I review it. But you gotta get to 50 and bully some lobbies. Apparently, that's how that game works, right? <laughs> this is the whole point, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I found myself percent. just with no desire to even log in in the past week and a half. And yeah. it's sad because I was enjoying a lot of that game at first. And now it's just like, yeah, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I know. And that's, I think, what a lot of people are starting to run into. Like, there was a, a big group, there was two different groups of five that were in our. Uh, society. Mm-hmm. And one of the groups has completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even the OMG I'm Drunk crew, you see like a couple of them every once in a while, but they pretty much went away. Oh, wow. Pretty much gone. They were like this giant society on our server. Yeah. It's like, you might see one or two of them. Hmm. It used to be like, you would see three or four of them in every port, and they'd be shipping around everywhere, and you know, you couldn't move like six inches without seeing someone from OMG I'm Drunk. And now you barely see them. Hmm. So, I don't know. Very odd. Alright. Michael? Uh, let's see. Well, I believe Persona 3 was the big one. Um, put in a lot of that. I almost caught up with you, and then you started playing again. Mm-hmm. Um, you did start... You were playing last night. I don't know how far you got because you fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Which was funny because I'm like, um, he's snoring in my headphones. I'll so probably just hang up. Hmm. <clears throat> but um, I played some Patapon. And uh, that that game is, it, it's totally based on how long you keep fever. So I don't have a distraction-free yeah. lifestyle. So the second something distracts me, I just... You I, lose I, fever. I, yeah. Yeah, and I... I because the timing's pretty harsh in this game. Yeah. I mean, building up to fever, it's pretty generous. And then once you get fever, if you mess up at all, it's like, yeah. nope, you're out. And you're like, oh. And you, if you're in the middle of a high, tense battle and you lose fever, you might as well it's just give up. You're going to die anyway. Well, yeah. And so, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like, where can I play this? I tried to play it on an airplane, and that didn't work so well. And I tried to play it. Um, you can play it on a plane. You can play it on a train. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe a train would work well. I'll go, I'll go take a train trip for two hours. Maybe I'll, I'll play it. Dr. But Seuss book. in general, it seems to be late at night when everyone's you know asleep, and then I can get pretty far. I played it on the couch for a while, and my wife's like, what are you playing? It's obnoxious. And she waits like so I played it three hours, and I'm like, oh, I could have headphones. She's like, well, it's a little late now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you start singing along to it? Well, no, but I have to. Yeah, I keep the beat by bobbing my head, and so oh. you know, for hours I've been doing this, and it doesn't disrupt her. It's just she keeps hearing pata 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 pon, and you know pon pon pata, and she's like, "What are these people doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm leading a legion of eyeballs against forces of evil," and she just stares at me and says, "Oh, <laughs> I'm leading my eyeballs through forces of evil." Yeah, this this is the same you know woman who says Lucifer is on the phone and doesn't even you know bat an eyelash. She's like, "Oh." Whatever. You have weird friends. Apparently, the devil is one of them, but that's okay. <laughs> mm. And then, of course, I finally got into uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I have Explorers of Darkness because you have Explorers of Time. Mm-hmm. Even though apparently it's a story about time, so I guess I just get to be in the dark about it. <laughs> and um, I got pretty far. I mean, you. Last time the story was kind of like, oh, ho-hum, this is kind of nice. This this actually has something where there's a reason to play. You do not it like doesn't one of the teams. doesn't so. Eh, it gets better. You're not to the point where you really start. Well, you finally do. I don't know. Okay. You got to the point where the perfect apples. Yeah. That's where I was like, ooh, I want to get these guys. So I have yeah. more ambition to play now. So, I mean, if what you're a seven-year-old, this is a great plot. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Basically. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Maybe. I like simple plots. I don't, <laughs> don't need all this complex on this guy. So we, but what we did get to do is play out with the, the multi, well, I don't want to say multiplayer, but the, uh, <laughs> the, the Wi-Fi the Wi-Fi rescue stuff. System. Yeah. I had you rescue yes. me and it was kind of a, kind of a clunky interface, but all the features are there. You were able to do it. There was no password exchanging like in the first one. There was no, well, there's the, yeah, in the first one, there was no WFC connection. It was all passwords. Oh, was it? Oh, that well, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, because it was these passwords are long. I'm sorry, I don't yep. want to type. And passwords these are actually are so old. The the new ones are shorter than the uh, the previous ones. Hmm. Um, of course, Sheeran's was like three three or four lines of that garbage, but they didn't. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's exactly the map or it just kind of tells me where you are and what my rewards are. But so yeah, he. he calls me on Skype and says, you need to rescue me. And I says, oh, where are you? He says, well, I'm in the forest. And I says, I am, you. I didn't call you on Skype. Get this story straight. Oh, whatever. You whined me on Skype. I did. I, I whined you on I am. Oh, that's right. You, you whined me I am. And then you go on Skype and says, well, you haven't rescued me yet. And the yeah. sad little voice. And I said, fine, yeah. fine. I was watching. I was jazz. playing the they... standby adventure. So in this game, if you are waiting rescue from one of your friends, you can play the quote unquote standby adventure, which allows you to revisit any of the dungeons you've already been to, go around, collect stuff, fight stuff, and when you come out, you will only have basically none of the levels you gained count in those standby adventures. You can deposit anything you caught the, that you got in those dungeons into your bank and to your storage, so you can keep the items and money, and that's pretty much you all know. you can level up while you're waiting rescue. Well, it's an out-of-body experience. You don't yes. get experience. An out-of-body experience with no out-of-body experience points. So. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, that's pretty much... I mean, I am one of the sad few who do not have Mario Kart Wii yet because I've been trying to sell my house. And as a show of good faith that I'm not 
willy nilly spending money, I didn't go buy Mario Kart. But now we have an offer, so I will. As soon as, <laughs> Two as hours soon from as, now, he's going to have Mario Kart. <laughs> no, as soon as the inspection clears and they say, yes, we will buy your house, I will go and buy Mario Kart. Oh, and then right. I will be one of the happy ones. Because I really. I want to beat you I down, said, man. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's not a racing game. Because there's so much luck to it, it's you know I mean, it's still yes, a game. I but would. when you're racing with friends, you can turn off the blue shells. Oh, <gasps> yes, nice. Yes, that might make it worth playing online. <laughs> 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 I hate the blue shells so much. Because literally, everybody's strategy told, when it's blue shell is, it, yeah. I will drive in second place with a blue shell and wait, mm-hmm. and then everybody up to like you know. 10th place all had blue shells waiting <laughs> to see who fires first. But yeah. That, uh, yeah. After the podcast, I stopped playing Smash Brothers and I still haven't played it. So I. It really is delegated to the party game and I think the online is just not going to pan out. Plus, it really isn't any fun to beat up people I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's more fun when you get to say, yes, I am better than you and. I get to talk about this outside of the game instead of for the two minutes I played you with no name and I don't know who you are when you left, so it's not so much fun. That's all for me. Alright, well, I'll cover what I've done, which is more Mario Kart, because I love the Wii version. I do like the Wii version. Um, I'm not going to compare it to the GameCube one, because I didn't play the GameCube one as much as I played the DS one or now this one. Um, but... Uh, I do have to agree with other people who complain about this game, that the stupid... Having to unlock vehicles in an online game where all you want to do is play with all your friends on all the tracks and with all the cars is really stupid because the single-player stuff is ridiculous. I don't need single-player stuff in a Mario Kart game, you know? What? I don't need single-player in a Mario Kart. All, all I, I want to do is get on is super, and, and play with my friends, Nintendo right? The one was play... Mario Kart single well, player. Yes, but we I had, had no friends then. Everything. We were too young too, and SNES, you know, there was no multiplayer. I mean, when it really came fun is when you're playing your friends, right? Actually, oh. I spent a lot of time playing multiplayer on the SNES one. It was the only game my sister and I could play without killing each other in real life. Yeah, if you I ever put us in the same brothers. room together, we'd beat the hell out of each other. But with that game, we could play it for hours and be fine. Because... It, it, it's it's fun enough that even if you lose a bunch, it's still well. It's still you know, fun. you think you had a chance, and and plus battle mode. Battle mode was great. Yeah, that's what we did. We only played battle mode. We never raced. We just played battle mode. Yeah. And now when I play with my friends around here, we pretty much stick to battle mode. We play on that uh, funky arena, I think, with all the jumps. It's great fun. Mm. It's so wide all. that you can just drift in a giant circle forever. I love oh, it. <laughs> you just drift around and around. It's like, and look, around. this is where I learned to drift. Wee! That is actually how I learned the timing to see when the blue sparks would come out. I did on that board. I'm like, ah, that's Red sparks. two and a half seconds. And the orange sparks about two and a half seconds later. Oh, okay. Let me see. Funky arena for the win. Anyway, so besides cart. Besides cart, I played some more Mystery Dungeon just a little bit. Um, the, my Mystery Dungeon experience this week consisted of me dying a lot um, <laughs> I apparently i'm taking on missions that are too high or so too high or something i don't know they, they only give you up to bees I'm, I'm thinking of just ignoring the side missions and just pushing through the story and getting done with it but, no 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 you won't be able to do that right, first of all half the time he says go do board missions today so well, I think you on have those to days i would do the board games yes but but the board missions sorry 
the board I think games. you need the levels in the yeah. board missions to get through the mission, the regular game. Maybe that's why you die all the time. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't died since Mount Bristol, so I don't know what you're doing, girl. Hmm. That was brutal. You go in and you have the starting thing, and they are just, you go in the second floor and they're pounding you for 15. You only mm-hmm. have 35 hit points. This isn't any fun. Mm-hmm. And then after you tediously work through and finally get enough levels, you can beat this. Oh, then, then, then you get the missions that you can level up with that go back to the crappy levels that uh, you didn't want to go to because there was no reason. But apparently you have to to get enough levels to go through Mount Bristol without dying. That's, that's not a good design, people. <laughs> and besides that, I played some more sort of New World. Nothing spectacular to mention there. And you missed our fire raid. I missed your fire raid. I know I shouldn't have missed the fire raid. I'll need to. It would matter. You. I would have still be... died. I'm sure. It was well. well dying was not an issue. <laughs> dying was what we did all the time. Hmm. I didn't mention it because I was kind of sad. But we did try the fire raid, which apparently nobody has done yet. And uh, we we did horrible. We weren't organized when we came in. We didn't have the directions on where we were supposed to be going. So we're running around trying to kill all these huge bosses. And people were like, why are you on this floor? And I'm like, because you realize when you talk outside of chat to the global, you know, to the local area, it doesn't care if you're up or down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> someone says, go through the gate. And you're standing by a gate that takes you up to a platform or down back to the ring. And you go on the gate, and they say, why are you standing here on the ring? And you're like, because you, ah, screw it. So you just mm-hmm. go back in the gate, and, and, you know. It's, what eventually happened, and this is the truly depressing part, is we, we finally work through it all. We do all this hard work. We get to the main boss, and we can't damage it. Huh. We're all putting as much effort as we can, and the thing just regens so much that we're, we're doing no damage to it. And we shoot it for... Half an hour, and then I'll pack up and go home because we, we can't kill it. There's nothing else you can do. We've done all the boosts, all the everything you can, and we're not doing enough damage. So it's really depressing. It's one thing to not have a strategy. It's a whole other thing to just realize, oh, well, we just suck. Fun. So apparently the Koreans say we need twice as many of the big guns that we have now. Hmm. So I guess we'll be hunting Virgo for the rest of the year. Yeah, we were going to do that anyway. Yeah, but now we have a purpose. <laughs> Maybe someone will actually want to do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you didn't miss much. You're, you're, no, I did not miss much. Your family would not have made that much a difference. Nope. I mean, there were 35 of us there, and we didn't do anything. So. All right, well, and that pretty much wraps me up. The only other stuff I did this week was uh, finish setting up my new computer and did some benchmarking on it. So I got a new machine that can play WoW and get like 60 frames a second and should try out finally. So. You didn't? Mention Persona. Oh, Persona 3. That's right. Yes, Persona 3. I played lots of Persona 3 as well. Huh. How did I do both? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I did that. I must have stayed up late every day. <laughs> That's probably why you're falling asleep at 1 a.m. That would like, explain it, yeah. Been I was staying up so too late. Long, every That's, night. Yeah, so the answer to Potato Man Jack's question is I don't have time. I make time by not sleeping, apparently. So. <laughs> Just literally on the podcast. Or not so on the I'm, podcast. On I'm, the getting, I'm getting closer in Persona 3. I'm at November 14th and. Well, whatever. So hopefully I can October, finish soon. I think I'm October nineteenth. Can finish so. soon so I can start FES. Then I can finish that and then I can go finish an old game like Final Fantasy twelve. So you're gonna do the answer? Oh yeah. Of course. I've heard it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm worried about it because 
I actually haven't had a lot of problem with FES. Just the journey. And I'm playing a normal. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm playing easy here, people. But there are a couple times you just walk in, the boss just decimates you, and you're like, oh, I did that wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I've completely so. given up on the game. I cheat for the boss fights that I can't finish. So You cheat? Yeah, I do. I don't. How? I just want to. I use FAQs. There's usually good oh. tactics for most bosses. They have How some you... sort of weakness or strategy to exploit. Well, some yeah, of them are I very just... convoluted, though, so I never would have thought of them on my own. Really? Because I just try the. Uh, I'm in the table on the 135th. That's a common one. Everybody goes, "What the heck?" Yeah. But um, it was weird. There are ways when to I, manipulate a lot of these things. So. When I did it the first time, he just owned me, and I brought in a different party. And it's like he got obsessed with one character in the party mm, good. and couldn't do anything with it. And so everybody lived. I mean, I expected one or two people to die pretty quickly, and everybody lived because he was obsessed with killing this one person, and that person wouldn't die. Good. Well, my strategy for the bosses basically after I passed for 100-ish was try all of the debuffs. Mm-hmm. Because there bo- there's like a boss that can be confused and a boss that can be like Kajad and um, yeah. a bunch of the bosses of are the... actually weak to stuff. And there's Lots one that's the actually can be... Yeah. Um, there's actually one boss that was really funny. Like, uh, it was some guy, they were dark knights on dark horses. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. they would hit me and just absolutely own me. The hell yeah, riders. Yeah, you can, yeah, they're so the ones you can them. charm. You can charm them, and then they just smack each other up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was super handy. I, I got lucky because the first time I did Sexy Dance, they got two out of three, and then the third one charmed the next time. And so they wouldn't even uncharm at the same time, because that's usually the problem. They all uncharm at once, and then they hit you really hard, and you die. Mm. But they weren't even uncharming at the same time. So I was having this rotation of Sexy Dance, and it was like, this is awesome. You guys just are, are owned. Yeah, it's a fun game. All right, so that's pretty much it for me. Uh, after Persona Three, like I said, built my WoW computer out, or my excuse me, my game computer out. My WoW, WoW computer, jeez. <laughs> and uh, looking forward Are to you trying play out Crisis. On? Well, I got The Witcher with it. It came free with the computer, so I might try that out on it. The Witcher's not that bad. I mean, I mean for requirements, I, I was able to play The Witcher. Yeah, and I so, should be able to play it with all the graphics turned up to some degree. Yeah, so. but are you going to play the Crisis on it or whatever? I don't care about Crisis anymore. But it's a tech demo. It's pretty. Yeah, and the thing is, to run it in the way that looks the most pretty, you need a system that you still can't adequately build or would oh. have to spend like four times as much as I did on this machine. So you spent a lot on that machine. Yeah. In in my in yeah, my no, I mean, yeah, it was like a six hundred dollar upgrade. But to to get the cards I mean the you'd need two six hundred dollar graphics cards to really yeah. push crisis to its limits or or get as close as you can. Now, obviously you don't have to. You can still get a really good looking crisis for a lot less money than that. But See, I would want to play it on very super ultra high because that's when it looks mm-hmm. like starting to look photorealistic. But um, so since I can't do that, I don't know that I care. Um, I put the time demo on. I got to see it stutter along at two to three frames a second at that level. And it was like, all right, good, great. Wow. That was with my old machine, not with this machine. 
I'm sure this oh. one will do a little better at that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. You did the the 3D mark. Yes. Um, that there's that demo with where it goes in the canyon, and there's it's for me. I get like 0.4 frames per second or whatever. Uh, that's that a CPU demo. Best? No, it's still one frame per second on this machine. Okay. Yeah, that's a CPU test. Anyway, we don't need to go into computer building 101 podcast. So. <laughs> Sorry for that at the end, no, there, guys. That's pretty much it for this week. Is there any uh, interesting stories or, or good stuff you guys want to add? Otherwise, I want Run to the Sun tomorrow. Run to the sun. Yes. Well, I guess I. You're getting it, aren't you? I'm getting it. Yeah, yes, I want going it today. To it, so, but I'll right. get it tomorrow. Right, I'll get it tomorrow. So tomorrow is just flying, and I'm tired of flying. All right. So. Well, in that case, I'd like to solicit, first of all, more Run to the Sun questions. Please go leave them on our boards. We have threads pinned in the uh, latest updates section that have that are open for you to submit questions to all the different companies. Um, also, also yeah? call Nintendo on the telephone and tell them you want Mother 3. Yes, go ahead and do that. Don't tell them that we told you to do this. Yeah, just act like a. In fact, call multiple times with silly different voices. No, no, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. You have to be mature. We want this game to come out. So the best way to do it is to seriously is to call Nintendo, ask them if they know when it's coming out. You'll get some guy who, and don't be mean to him. You know, he's not going to. Going to get the receptionist. Yeah. Well, you're going to get. Well, no, no, no. Game you, center. You, you get the game center people, and what they're going to be like, center? "Well, don't you mean Earthbound?" And you say, well, no, I know Earthbound came out on the Super Nintendo, but I'm talking about Mother 3, the Japanese game that came out on Game Boy Advance and has not yet been released here. Are there plans to release it? No. And if they say, they'll, they'll look around and say no, and then you say, well, you know, I'd really like that to come out if you could just pass it on. Thank you. John. And if enough people do that, they will release have, it. Have you done research on this? Yes. Because Starman.net did this. They're still doing it. Well, no, because um, what happened was when they originally flagged it, they got enough attention that they thought that they were going to get it, and Nintendo flags it as people want it, and then their campaign ended. And they, that's they the thing, the campaign ended. So they started the campaign again, and it won't end now until the game comes out. So that oh, way, no. it will remain. Did they really? It did really, yes. That's why I'm mentioning oh. it. So That's really what this is, is Sean's pimping the Starman campaign. Well, well, that would be better I, than telling us to do it, because people are I like, well, I want to be an organized forum. It might work better. So you can go to starman.net and you can browse around their their vast and nebulous site that looks so much nicer than ours. And you can then learn about this. Thank you, Sean. All the phone numbers there and you can figure out the way to do it responsibly and correctly. Lecherous. All right. So, all right, so go do that. In the meantime, if you like this podcast, um, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Please uh, dig us at dig and uh, dig.com slash podcast slash rbgcast, that is. Uh, please leave your questions, comments, responses, random um, exclamations in the forums. We have a, we'll have a thread for this, for this week's show. And that's it. We'll see you next week. Um, until then, this has been RPGCast. Goodbye. Goodbye. It is nicer than our site, actually. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's much prettier. Because they don't have any ads? Well, yeah, there is that, too. <laughs> that makes it a little easier, doesn't it? <laughs>